One of the most proven marketing strategies that any business can lean into is email marketing, where a customer, a client, a prospect, some random person on the internet opts in and says, I want to hear more from you. But then once you have that email address, what do you do with it? And when you send an email, how do you get the best results? So in this episode, we're going to dig into five killer email marketing tips to take your email marketing to the next level. Welcome back to the Honest Marketing Podcast, where you learn proven strategies to grow your business without selling your soul. I'm your host, Travis Albritton, and I've written so many emails, I've lost track, whether it's email marketing campaigns, email newsletters, just personal emails, but there's definitely something different between sending an email to a colleague or a friend and email marketing, where you're trying to get a result, you're trying to get an action from the person on the other side, and you're trying to convince them that you actually have their best interest in mind, that you're showing up to serve, you're showing up to help them, and you're not just pitch, 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 pitch all the time. So in this episode, I just want to break down some really practical things you can do to differentiate your email marketing campaigns from other businesses and other people that are trying to get people's attention to get better results. And each of these things help all of them together really make a big difference. So if you just take one or two things from this episode, it'll definitely help you dial some things in. But if you really want to take your email up a notch, you'll want to incorporate all five of these things. And they're not crazy. They're not complicated. They're not difficult to implement. You just got to be committed to implementing them consistently to get the results that you are looking for. Okay. So let's get this out of the right out of the way. So before you even start sending emails, you need a CRM, a customer or client relationship management software that will allow you to send mass emails to your customers, to your clients uh, in order to get in touch with them. Do not be sending them from your personal Hotmail or Gmail account. And you can go to places like MailChimp or HubSpot if you need something more in depth or ConvertKit. There's a ton of them and they all do different things. ConvertKit and MailChimp are the ones that I've seen the most, had the most success with and the most personal Uh, experience with. And so if you're looking for two to get started with, those are two good options. But once you sign up for one of those and you start collecting people's email addresses or adding them in, what do you do? When you send an email, what does it need to look like? And so the tips that I'm going to give you apply to any email that you create. So this is going to be a sales sequence where somebody signs up for a lead magnet or some kind of lead generating opportunity where they're giving you their email in exchange for something or if it's a sales conversation and they enter in as part of a strategy call and then you're dripping out and scheduling out emails to go out to them in the future to continue that conversation to close a sale, regardless of it's that kind of email or if it's just a weekly newsletter telling them about something going on at your company or a piece of content that you have, regardless of what kind of email it is, each of these tips are really going to help. All right, so let's dig into tip number one, which is test your subject lines. So most people, when they write an email, they have in mind what they want to say, how they want to say it. They write the whole thing and then they say, oh, well, what am I going to actually put in the subject line? And you try and figure out something at the last second before you hit send. That's actually the opposite of the way that you should be doing it. I recommend spending a good chunk of time on your subject lines. Why? Well, it's the reason somebody will open your email or not. Imagine that you write the entire book to say you want to write a book, you write an entire book. And then at the end you think, oh, what should the title be? What should the cover look like? Instead, you want to do it in reverse. You want to think, what's the promise? What's the hook? What's the thing that's going to get them to open this email? And then the email is the delivery of whatever it is that you promised. And so you want to 
spend a lot of time cultivating subject line ideas, thinking through how you want to grab someone's attention and pull them in to opening your email so that way they actually read it. Because it doesn't matter how good your email is. If they don't open it, it doesn't matter. And so you want to spend a good chunk of time thinking through different things that you could say, different things that would get someone to click on your email. Now, this does not mean go full clickbait and just make up something or some sensationalist claim or be over the top or over dramatic in order to get somebody to open an email because you don't want to be the boy who cried wolf. You don't want to be the person that says the big braggadocious or audacious thing in the subject line and then the email doesn't match that same subject line. Eventually, people will stop clicking when they realize, oh, you're just writing whatever you have to write to get my attention. You still want the subject line to be related and connected to your email. But you want to introduce curiosity. You want to uh, speak to a problem or uh, undermine an assumption that they've had that's incorrect or a false belief. You want you want to take the subject line as basically the headline or the first sentence of a conversation that you then continue in the email. So subject lines that contain curiosity or hooks or why does X happen to so-and-so or, you know, underlying assumptions that your clients or customers may have, you know, why bi- most business owners fail at X. Those kind of things create curiosity where somebody wants to learn more and they want to open your email. But regardless of what tactic or strategy or how you word your your subject lines, you definitely want to test them. And you can do a split test where you send one email with one subject line to a group of your email list, and then test a different subject line to a different group. And your email management software will actually tell you which one's better, which one gets more open rates and which one's the winner. And then you can use that to reach out to the rest of your email list. So spend a lot of time. Don't overlook your subject lines. It's probably the most important part of email marketing. If you can get really, really good at writing subject lines that people will click and open, everything else starts to work. The second practical tip for increasing the uh, the efficacy or the impact of your email marketing is write very short paragraphs. So when people are reading emails, uh, they're reading it more in line with, well, they're typically reading it on a mobile device on their phone, but they're reading it as if they're scrolling through social media. They're just kind of skimming things. You won't find people reading an email like they read a blog post or like they read a book. They're essentially looking for what are the quick things that I'm trying to take away from this email and then move on with my life. And so if you have these big blocks of text, something in five, six paragraph or, you know, sentences per paragraph, and it's just big rectangle of text that just goes on and on and on, and it's easy to get lost in, that's quickly going to turn somebody off. They're going to start reading it, realize it's actually work and effort to try and read your email, and then they're going to go do something else. So instead, if you could write really, really short paragraphs with really clear breaks and nice spacing, then that's going to help with the readability of your email and people will consume more of it. In general, I try and keep my paragraphs to one sentence. And so write a sentence and then rather than continuing with a second sentence in that same paragraph, create a paragraph break and have this next sentence start as a new paragraph. It just makes your emails flow a lot better, makes them easier to read, easier to consume, and you'll get, you're more likely that the people will open your emails and actually read the whole thing, which again is the goal. So just by making this small formatting shift, which goes completely against everything you learned about five paragraph essays in middle school and high school in English class, it makes a big difference with your email marketing campaigns. All right. So that's killer tip number two, one sentence per paragraph or very, 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 very short paragraphs in order to keep the flow of the email going to make it easier to read. Now, the third killer email marketing tip 
is in response to a common mistake that I see a lot of businesses make with their emails. And that is you want to have one call to action per email. One. Now, what does that mean, call to action? So whenever you're sending your emails out to your audience, to your list, whether it's for sales or for a newsletter or things like that, you want there to be one and only one thing that they can do from that email. And it's click a link to go and do something else. Usually what you'll see though, is you'll see businesses send out emails and it's a whole newsletter. There's graphics, there's links, there's videos, there's different sections. And there's like 17 things you can do from that email. Well, if you're reading this email, you see 17 different options. You think, I don't know what to do next. Probably not for me. But if instead you have one email and the whole content of the email is centered around leading you down this path to one particular call to action, which is click here to do the next step. And then you reiterate that call to action over and over and over and over again through the email with links going to the same place at different spots in the email, you're going to get a much better click through rate, which is ultimately the measure of success of an email marketing campaign. How many people get the email, open it, read it, and then actually click the link to take further action. And so you only want to have one. For one thing, it makes it really easy to track how impactful it was because you can actually see all the link clicks go to the same place. But then it also makes it really clear if someone's consuming your email and they want to know what's actually the next step. I really liked the email. I liked the the subject line. It got me interested. It got my curiosity peaked. I want to learn more. I want to discover more. I want to explore more. What's the next thing I should do? If it's just one call to action over and over again, it's very easy to take that next step. You make it very frictionless to guide them on whatever journey path you have, whether it's go watch our you know latest YouTube video or listen to our latest podcast episode, read our latest blog, or go and check out this new feature inside of this software that you pay for every single month that we uh, deliver for you, or you know look at this sale that we have. Whatever the call to action is, whatever the action, the thing you want them to do, from this email, the reason you're sending them the email in the first place, you want that to be really clear and you want there to only be one thing they can do, all right? One call to action per email. Killer tip number four, utilize the postscript. So it's really funny, human behavior, right? So you can spend all this time crafting a really beautiful email, uh, formatting it correctly, one sentence per correct paragraph, great calls to action, and then people will skim it and skip all the way to the bottom. If you put a PS and then just summarize everything you put in the email before that with a link to a call to action, that will dramatically increase your click-through rates because people will just skim the whole thing, go straight to the bottom and like, oh yeah, there's a PS and they instinctually want to read the PS even if they completely ignore the rest of the email because the PS signals psychologically, oh, before I forget or, oh, before we kind of log off from this, there's one more thing that I want to say. And by kind of utilizing that psychological phenomenon of how people interact with their email, you're able to capture a part of the audience that will open the email, but won't actually consume the email. They'll skim over it. They'll, they'll see that there's words there, but they won't necessarily read it or understand it, but they'll skim through it. They'll see there's a PS and they'll stop and they'll pay attention because we've been trained to think PS means this is really important. Let me make sure I don't forget this before you know we leave this interaction in the email. So make sure that you, you utilize the PS, whether it's putting the call to action there and making a really strong case to click on it, whether it's just summarizing the email. It's like, hey, in case you didn't read the email, here's what you need to know. Utilize the PS. It's a great opportunity for you to really drive home whatever action you want. And tip number five is to segment your email audience. So what does this mean? This means that you're not just sending one blanket email 
especially when it's sales related, to everyone on your email list, regardless of where they are in their sales journey with you. If someone has just downloaded a free PDF from your website, they're in a different place than if they've been doing business with you for four years. And so when you're crafting your emails, you wanna tailor it to wherever they are in their sales journey. That's really easy if it's a funnel or a drip sequence that you're automatically sending out that you write one time and then it kind of goes on and on in perpetuity as someone enters into your email list, whether it's from a lead magnet or a sales call or something like that. You just put them on an automated email sequence. That's one thing. When it comes to a newsletter, you just wanna tailor it in a couple of different places. So if it's a story that you're sharing or an example or a piece of context that you're using to connect with your audience, you just wanna have slight variations of that to appeal to each of those people. And then within your email management software, you wanna divide them. You wanna actually tag them or group them in a way that allows you to send targeted emails directly to people at different places. Best practice is just to have three different kinds of audiences. So that could be brand new to you, free lead magnet, something like that. That could be someone in the middle of a sales conversation but hasn't fully committed and your existing clients. Those are three big buckets that you can lump into So when you're sending emails, you can send the email with that particular person in mind. And when you do that, it allows the person on the other end to feel like the email was written for them. Like imagine if you've been doing business with a company for five years and they send you an email saying, hey, welcome to the company. We're really glad that you're here. Here are your next steps. It's like, wait, that's not for me. That's for for somebody else. That, That doesn't really match where I'm at with this company and doesn't really match the kind of content that's valuable to me. What is that going to do? It's going to teach them to stop opening your emails because they're going to assume any email in the future is not necessarily for them or at the very least creates doubt that it's for them. So you want to create segments within your email list to make sure that you are sending the right email to the right person at the right time. Now with newsletters, it's a little bit more, you know, widely applicable, uh, whether somebody is a client or a prospect, if you're giving them helpful resources to guide them on their journey. Typically, you can send that email to everyone on your email list and it'll be applicable and it will be helpful. But when it comes to sales conversations or things like that, you definitely want to make sure that you are writing the email for the person that's going to be receiving it. And if you're sending one email and you're trying to appeal to two different groups or people in different places in their sales journey with you, make sure that you're writing the email for each of them individually within those broader buckets. Because what you want is someone to open your email, feel like it was written directly from you to them and then feel a really strong sense of, I need to take action. I need to follow this link. I need to do whatever the next step is. That's the whole goal of email marketing, all right? And so just by segmenting your audience and being able to slightly customize the emails that you send to appeal to people at different stages of their sales and buying process, that's really gonna help your email marketing as a whole. So just to recap, our five killer email marketing tips are gonna help you take your email marketing to the next level. Number one, spend time focused on your subject lines. Test them. Try different things and really, you know, devote a good chunk of your time with email marketing to the subject lines because if you can get more people to open, then you can actually get more traction with your emails. And the subject line is how you just get people to actually opt into reading your emails. Number two, write really short paragraphs in your emails. One sentence per paragraph is a good rule of thumb, but try it yourself and decide what works best. But really focus on readability and skimmability with your emails. Tip number three. One call to action per email. Don't send them in five or six different directions. Send them in one direction. Make the whole email about that one call to action and you'll get better results. Tip number four, make sure you utilize the PS or the postscript of your email. So after you write the whole email, you sign off with sincerely your name or sincerely your company. Include the PS at the end because you're gonna catch people 
that have basically skimmed the whole email and that'll catch their attention and you're able to drive home the call to action one more time. And then tip number five, segment your audience, send the right email to the right person at the right time and you'll get better results. Well, I hope all these were really helpful for you. Again, if you incorporate one or two of these things, it will help. If you do all five of these things, it will dramatically increase the results that you're getting from your email marketing campaigns. Well, I hope this quick tips episode was very helpful for you, very insightful and very practical. Thanks for allowing me to serve you in this way a couple times a month. If you have any questions or if there's something you want me to talk about in the future, just send me an email at hello at honestpodcast.com. And I'd love to really serve you in that way, whether it's directly in email or creating a whole podcast episode about a need that you have. I would love to use this podcast as a way to help you with your marketing. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, be honest. (laughs) Bye. <laughs>